How are you? Hello, I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, what what a cool studio. Ah, uh, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Lots uh, lots of guitars. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of um, guitars and um, basses, piano. Wow, this is uh, impressive. Nice, <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Likewise, nice to meet you too. It's Alessandro, right? I'm Alessandro. Awesome, nice to meet you. I'm Space. Nice to meet you. Hello and welcome to this uh, solo voices uh, session. And uh, we are with uh, Trans Pacific, and uh, this is literally um, an interview uh, tra over the three continents because uh, we have. Uh, people from uh, the United States, people from the Europe and the people from the Australia. So it's, uh, we are uh, literally um, mundial today. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very happy uh, to do that. And uh, first of all, How did you to come up with the, the name uh, Transpacific? Transpacific, yes. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having us on your show. Um, yeah, we came up with the name. Um, well, I, I went out to Australia uh, earlier this year uh, just to visit friends and family. And um, this is where the band started. And Dave and I got together and uh, started talking about, um, you know, working on a project together. And I showed him a bunch of songs and um, cut a long story short, we're trying to come up with a name and uh, I knew it was going to come to me somehow. And it was on the flight back from uh, Australia to the US that I realized, oh, it's the Trans-Pacific. It's between the two oceans that, you know, that's one side of the country to the other, one side of the world to the other. Yeah. And um, uh, Jason, uh, what got uh, you started playing uh, guitar and singing and uh, uh, space? Uh, what drove you to uh, the, the rest? I, I, I mean, Jason, what started uh, you got starting uh, playing guitar and singing? And Dave, what drove um, you to drumming? Uh I think, um, well, actually, I got my first guitar when I was about two years old. Um, it was more of a toy guitar, uh, but it wasn't until I was about maybe 10 or 11. Um, my mother's brother, who was a taxi driver at the time, uh, someone couldn't pay the fare in the taxi. And they, they paid uh, my uncle a, a guitar. That was, you know, that was, they didn't have the money, so they gave him this acoustic guitar. Um, and he knew that I was into guitar at the time as a young kid, and he sent that acoustic guitar up to me. So I uh, I just started teaching myself how to play. And I was a huge fan of, like, Jimi Hendrix and The Shadows and Tubular Bells and anything that was very musical from an early age. I was just way into it. And you are autodidact, or you have studied uh, in some school uh, of music? Yeah, I studied um, in Australia. I, I got a, an associate diploma of, of music, 
uh, and that taught me a lot. But my lecturer told me when I graduated, he told me to forget everything. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> um, for me, Alessandro, um, getting into drums, uh, like space, I started very early. Maybe not as young as two, but for me, I came from a really musical family. And, um, you know, I had two, two of my aunts were really, really well-known, like very famous singers in Australia. And uh, they both happened to marry drummers. And so, you know, our family's pretty small. So like when I was growing up, like just maybe five, six years old and having family events to go to, you know, I might go to one of their places and, you know, my uncle Laurie, who was married to my auntie Patricia, who her stage name in Australia is Little Patty. It's, it's a bit of a long story, but they call her Little Patty because she's quite short. And Patty meaning Patricia. Anyway, I won't go into that. But uh, her husband Laurie was the phenomenal jazz drummer. And he just had drums laying around all over their place like you would walk into their house they had this terrace um really small terrace house in sydney in australia and um yeah i'd walk in there and there were just drums everywhere and i think as a five or six year old boy like that kind of got me excited like I, i'd sort of have a bang on them and have a bit of a random play i didn't really know what i was doing and then i think like Laurie just said one day, he's like, oh, you've got like a really natural way of holding the sticks and like you've got rhythm, like there's something there. And then I started getting lessons, I think, fairly shortly after that um, from this really great teacher on the Gold Coast, uh, Ian Craigie. And he um, just taught me the basics, you know, like got me into marching drums and then into jazz drums and um so yeah like it, it's it all you know pretty much by the age of seven eight years old like I, I was having at least one lesson a week if not more and you know was playing in all the school bands and doing all of that stuff so by the time i reached high school i was like i was playing with guys who were like five years older than me and just um yeah, it just went from there. So, and you play also um, other types of uh, instruments uh, or uh, other type of uh, percussions or uh, all the drums. Oh, um, I just play the drums. I can play a little bit of piano, a little bit of guitar, um, quite poorly. So don't ever ask me to. <laughs> Then I, I'm not going to be. I, I'm not going to be playing guitar on a Trans-Pacific record anytime soon. I don't think. But um, yeah, I think I've just yeah just always gravitated towards the drums. Um, I can play lots of other tuned percussion, and through my teens and into my early twenties, I was playing in um, some orchestras and pit ensembles for musicals at big theaters. But you know. Um, yeah, just anything, anything drum related, <laughs> but that's me. 
Um, how do you balance your uh, individual uh, musical styles uh, to create a cohesive uh, sound? I think it's um, our sound is the sum of of what both of our influences are. Oh, okay. I think that's what. So Dave and I have known each other for, I'd say, what about twenty five, twenty six years, something like that. Yeah, something like that. And we both come from the same sort of school. We might be a few years, just ever so slightly, a few years apart, uh, maybe two or three years apart, um, but our our I, i don't want to speak for dave but i i we definitely come from the same sort of corner of the of the musical sort of world but yet as you know like i i i'm way into like mike oldfield and and orchestral stuff and uh i'm not a huge fan of metal but i love hard like noisy rock uh like you know nirvana is one of my favorite favorite bands and and Soundgarden. Um but then for for Dave I'm sure there, there's so many influences from a percussive standpoint that I'm not even familiar with. They might be on the surface of where I would see things, but I think as we move forward uh I think both of our influences especially since we've been apart for so long. I've been living in the US for the last 20 years. Um and learn so much and i'm sure dave has also in his time being in australia so i think moving forward it's going to be i think it's going to be a lot of fun but really easy to balance the two different influences that we have because i think they're flavored in the same way but i think if i can just add to that i mean like you know when i i mentioned before when I started playing drums, I was learning a lot of jazz and then that turned into sort of like funk drumming. I was like huge on like funk drumming right through my teen years. And that continues to this day. So anything that's got like groove, um, you know, complexity to its sound and, um, you know, that, that is what really aligns with, with me and what my tastes are in music. And actually, when I play with space, the way space plays guitar is there's so much groove to it. Like there's just, yeah, it's it's like um, I really liken space as playing to um, Jimi Hendrix. And I, and I think, you know, even for me, like Mitch Mitchell, who is Hendrix's drummer, you know, I, I really admire his playing and there's a swing to it there's a groove and i'm not saying like all of our music that we're doing with the trans pacific has that swing or that groove but that there, there is definitely elements of it there in what we're doing and so when i perform with space it it just feels like there's this underlying groove and um we just lock in and so finding that balance has always just i don't think we've ever struggled with that. No. Even going even going back like 20 years ago, 25 years ago. And um what is the most important thing that uh, you've learned about music since uh, you started uh, playing? Ooh, well, uh if you want to talk about balance, I think the one thing that I've learned is when I moved to Australia, I got thrown into 
the music industry. Uh, you know, I had my bands in Australia and we couldn't really make it happen uh, the way that we wanted to. So we moved to L.A. and we got signed to Columbia Records and major labels and all that kind of stuff. And over my time, because I've stayed in the industry ever since, but I, I've changed sort of wings, I guess. Uh, so I've learned a lot of how to balance being an artist but also a businessman at the same time because they kind of they're very symbiotic and they and if you don't have one you cannot have the other uh especially in, in this industry um and you also have to have the tenacity so i think like i probably had maybe 30 mental breakdowns in the last 20 years in being in the best industry that i could ever want to be in <laughs> it's <laughs> It's lots of fun, but it's so crazy. But I think that's why I love it so much. And for you, David? Ah, uh, look, there's lots of lessons that I've learned over the years. Um, but I think um, you've just got to be true to yourself and just, you know... I, I'm, I got really good at just saying no. <laughs> like if there's a project that's put my way that, you know, maybe someone's invited me to perform on a particular record or do a studio session, I, you don't need to say yes to everything just, just because you think that's the right thing to do or because you, you don't want to let someone down. Like if your heart's not in it, I just, I'd, honestly, I'd rather stay at home. <laughs> so, um, you know, having the courage to say no, that's one big lesson. But what, and, and probably um, just in terms of like musical performance, you know, for any young players out there, I think the most important thing is to, if you're going to play in a group, in an ensemble, you need to listen. Like listening is everything. Like it, it doesn't matter how good you play. <laughs> If you can't listen to what everyone else is doing and play musically with them, with their part, how they're performing and listen to the different nuances going on, you won't get anywhere. And what, what are some of the biggest uh, challenges you've uh, faced in uh, your music uh, career and how did you overcome them? Oh, I think going back to what I was saying before, the that the balance really, I think, you know, there's so many lessons. Like Dave said, you have to be aware of your surroundings. So, you know, like Dave said, like sometimes it's appropriate to say no to something and you need to take a step back and, and assess uh, where you are at and where you play your role within the, the larger scheme of things um yeah learning how to survive um but i think uh try, trying to stay happy also uh is uh that th that's sometimes a little difficult to do in the music industry but uh that kind of helps also because it, it creates the the inspiration for uh for what we ultimately end up working on. I, th I think for me, some of the 
toughest toughest sort of obstacles, if you will, or biggest challenges I've faced have have just been me. Like just dealing with my own self doubt or um, maybe just lack of confidence in what I'm doing. And I made a conscious decision. I think it was about probably 10 years ago that I would just stop, stop doubting myself, like stop um, um, kind of being so self-critical and really just enjoying music for music, just enjoy music for what it is. And, um, and that sort of just unlocked a kind of uh, freedom of expression and I was just able to perform um, with so much more dexterity and authenticity that I think that really comes through in every performance that I do now because, you know, there's sort of like no holding back or the, there's no, there's that, there's not that internal judgment thing going on. So, you know, it, the music business is really tough. Like it's so incredibly hard. And so when self-doubt sets in, it can be detrimental. So, yeah, just overcoming that. But um, I don't know yeah, if there's yeah. an easy – there's no easy answer to that. It's just, yeah, you've got to find it within. You've got to be ready to, to let go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so very true. Trusting your gut, I found, is – Sometimes you'll find yourself, you know, up against a brick wall and, and not being able to uh, to get past. And it's usually because you've second guessed yourself, um, you know. And um, what are some of your uh, favorite musical memories from uh, your musical journey so far? Oh, boy. I have quite <laughs> a few. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I've been really fortunate and I'm so grateful to have had some like absolutely amazing experiences so far. Like I've been able to uh, work with uh, Toby Wright, who's produced, you know, some of the best records ever, Alice in Chains and Korn. Um, Seven Dust. Seven <laughs> Dust. I uh, got to work with Brendan O'Brien. I've also had the 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 fortune of, of being and seeing uh what it's like to be on a on a major label and and working with a, a massive machine that can help promote you um and i've also done the the independent uh record label and now we're doing some, like everything from scratch and uh which is i think probably more exciting because I've, I've never done this before in that sense um I, I've been lucky to tour, have toured with Ozzy Osbourne. Um, I got to play with Chris Cornell. Um, I, I've, I've been very fortunate to have had songs on like te television shows and movies and on records that have sold millions of copies. And um, yeah, it, it's, it's funny. Like I, I try to remind myself every day uh, because you have to be grateful and thankful and and give gratitude to to where you are every single day. Uh, and when you look back upon those things, you have to kind of pinch yourself sometimes. At least I I 
have to <laughs> to kind of remind myself like okay stay grounded and keep moving forward um yeah it's it's been a, a wild ride and I, and i hope it gets wilder wow yeah space you've you've had such an amazing career um Look, my highlights are really varied as well. And I've been really fortunate to play in, you know, some really um, successful Australian groups, um, one of which Number Station from Melbourne uh, when I was living in Melbourne. Uh, that particular band won Triple J Unearthed. And for those uh, listening to this who don't know, Triple J is basically the biggest radio station in Australia. And... Um, we won this competition and basically that just launched the band. Um, you know, we went from sort of like playing small club shows to all of a sudden playing massive festivals and our songs were getting used on, um, you know, like TV commercials and all sorts of stuff. Uh, I remember there was a ad campaign for Ralph Lauren in North America and um, you know, I had friends in America messaging saying, oh, like we, we heard the number station song on, on the Ralph Lauren commercial, you know, like just crazy stuff like that. Wow. Um, so, you know, that, that, that was, you know, a, a highlight for me, but also, um, you know, I also play in a band on the Gold Coast here called Heavy Wax and um, it's an eight piece funk soul band. We released our debut record, about a year ago and you know we've really like been building and building momentum um earlier this year we played at a huge um blues music festival um in in front of i don't know s several thousand people it was a, a huge event and you know that was another highlight for me uh building that band from scratch and then kind of realizing its potential and playing in front of such a huge huge audience was you know, another highlight for me. How do you approach uh, collaboration with uh, other artists? And are there any dream collaborations uh, you'd like uh, to pursue? Me personally, um, there is one collaboration on, on this Trans-Pacific record, which will release that when the time is right. Um, but it's just Dave and myself. But me personally, uh, I've been, uh, uh, I'm also known as a songwriter or a co-writer for uh, other artists like bands like Seether and Candlebox and um, some various other things that have been in film and TV shows. Um, and I found working with so many different types of people, it's really important to make sure that everybody's heard everyone has a voice um but also isn't afraid of you know it, it's kind of like getting into a i don't sometimes i see it when you get it into the nitty-gritty of things because everyone is so passionate about you know their part you know and when you get two or three people in the room that are fighting for their own part it's it's almost like a sparring match and you you've kind of got to convince the other people that oh but this is I think this might be the right the right thing for the song but I think at the end of the day the goal is it's not to get your part in 
It's about serving the song and, and, and making sure that the song can be the best that it can be. Um, I think that's the mo most important part. And yeah, that's, that's been a lot of fun to do with a lot of different people over the years. And uh... I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if I can add much to that, but yeah, I mean, in terms of collaboration, I mean, there, there are plenty of artists that I would love to collaborate with. Um, you know, I, I could definitely see the Trans-Pacific um, just knowing the album that we've recorded, which, uh, you know, I know, Alessandro, you've only heard Invaders, but the, the depth of songwriting on this full record, I honestly can't wait to share that with you and everyone else in the world, um, as I'm sure Space would agree, but like, um, there would definitely be scope with our sound to collaborate. Like, I mean, I, I could see, you know, potential for there to be like a, a male and female sort of vocal um, element coming in. So like, I mean, I, I couldn't sort of name a female vocalist off the top of my head, but I'm sure that, you know, maybe space, you've got someone in mind, but like, I, I would even love to explore having some like guest musicians on a track or two like i mean just the thought of having someone like you know kim thale from soundgarden doing like a guitar solo on a song or something like that would just be like amazing that you know amazing. that would be amazing yeah I'd, I'd agree i think that the there's a sense of eclecticism on this record that kind of there, there's definitely something for everyone um, it's not just a very sort of narrow sort of throwback to, let's say, the 90s or that ilk. But there's my, my other bands, Digital Daggers, uh, really, we it, I dig into the, the tugging of the heartstrings. Um, I, I want to really get deep in there. And when it's when it's more than just an aesthetic, you, it opens uh, it wide for any type of collaboration, like Dave said, female vocals, what have you. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that we have any musical boundaries within the concept of the Trans-Pacific at all. What's your uh, favorite part of the music creation uh, process from uh, writing to recording and uh, performing? And uh, I would like to know uh, if uh, you have uh, any unique rituals. Uh... Dave, you want to go first? Um, look, I, I love the whole process. I mean, I love writing songs, but, you know, for this particular project, the Trans-Pacific um space presented me with you know it was like maybe a dozen or more songs and he was like check these out and you know i i think um getting in the studio uh we had a rehearsal space over you know a number of days that we worked on some music together but like um you know i i love having uh, i actually just love performing with someone as talented as space because it brings the best out in me. I feel like instantly challenged or like I've got to dig deeper to give more. And I love that feeling of really like almost being out of my depth. And, 
you know, you've got to you've got to give it your all. Like I love, love that in the studio. Same with recording. Uh, I really love digging in and, and um, getting into the detail and like just really locking down grooves and um, just making every song feel as good as it possibly can. But I mean, for me, honestly, I love performing live. I just every like everything I do is just aimed towards I want to be on a live stage. I want to be performing in front of a crowd. That's where it's at for me. But I can't speak for space. It might be different. Yeah, I I I'm at home on stage. I like I I'm at home when uh, you hand me a guitar and I walk out on a stage and I'm just I'm I'm just at home. <laughs> but I'm also <laughs> at home. Uh, very much at home in the studio in the sense that there is a spontaneity uh, in the whole process. Um, there's a really great book um, written by Stephen Pressfield, uh, and it's called The War of Art. And it really teaches you how to just show up. And by just showing up and allocating time for creation allows you for creation to happen. Um, you know, it's in back in back in the old days, <laughs> maybe 10, 15 years ago, uh, a band would still do this today. I think it's very much encouraged, but you would usually go uh, into the studio after you've written uh, a mass of songs. You would go in and you would uh, do pre-production before you go into record and you figure out everything meticulously so that you're you're not wasting studio time. Uh, now that most of us have the luxury of recording anywhere, um, even with just a laptop, um, it, it gives us just the vast opportunity to create anywhere. Um, but I think the spontaneity in the studio, I also love very much, especially when I'm not engineering everything, because usually at home I am. But when I have someone that's twisting all of the knobs for me so that I don't have to think about that. And all I can do is just be myself and create. Um, I'm, I'm also very much at home uh, in that mode. And um, what are um, aspirations and goals for the Trans-Pacific in the coming years? Outside of touring and releasing a lot of material, um, I can't wait to just release all of the songs on this record because um, it's also informing us to write because we're writing as we're writing the next album already. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to being in the studio with Dave because how did we record this album, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> well, You know, it was a really tricky process because I'm here in Australia and you're over in the US and, um, you know, with a big Pacific Ocean between us. So, um, you know, basically I went into the studio, a uh, really fabulous studio here on the Gold Coast, which is um, called Q Sound and um, a lot of great records have been done there. And, uh, you know, basically I, I spent spent time in the studio just tracking drums pretty much on my own but with the engineer uh through the session i think i had um space on facetime sporadically through the session 
uh, was it on my iPad? I think it was on my iPad next to me. <laughs> so yeah. you're on like FaceTime watching takes as I'm sort of doing live takes and, and, you know, it's it sort of like, it was really challenging, but I mean, at the same token, I feel like we achieved something really, really special. So, um, as much as it was an obstacle to get past, like having me doing the drums in Australia and then sort of sending those tracks over to space and everything else getting done, you know, um, over there in the, in United States, it's, it's kind of like, it, it pushed us to kind of, you know, I knew I had to deliver my absolute best in the studio. Um, there's no doubt about that, but obviously we would be aiming, I assume, next time around if we can be in the same studio together and, and tracking live together i think that would be a mutual goal that we both agree on yeah most definitely there's um actually toby wright who i've worked with before has has mixed the 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 next single that comes out in i think february of next year tentatively um but yeah i would very much like to toby and i are really good friends and i and i toby uh one of those guys that I just trust um, from a sonic and musical and psychological level that I can't wait to be in the same room, uh, Dave, myself and Toby together to, again, to like, you know, sometimes the, the best comes out of us when you're kind of forced or, or placed in an uncomfortable position. And uh, Toby's kind of one of those guys that, uh, you know, wants to extrapolate the best out of you. So, you know, when everyone's doing that um, together, magic can can be found. So, I think that's that's a huge goal of ours in the future. And um, we are at the final part where we talk a little bit about uh, Invaders. Uh, that is uh, your uh, new single that I listened. And first of all, uh, my comp my compliments because. Uh, uh, the production is very well the mastering is very well and uh, uh, the first time i listened uh, i said uh, I, uh, there uh, there are some uh, sound garden in, in it uh, and uh, i i love it and um, you can tell us something about the writing process of uh, your song all you made uh, and what did you want to express with uh, that song maybe you, you can introduce uh, it of course uh thank you very much um yeah uh so my my old studio when i was still i wrote the song when i was still living in los angeles and um I would usually, uh, my studio was on the third story of this building on Hollywood Boulevard on the corner of Hollywood and Vine. And uh, I used to smoke cigarettes back then and I would go outside and just for, you know, a quick cigarette smoke. And there's a lot of foot traffic, a lot of people, a lot of tourists. And I would sit there and I would kind of people watch and just sort of wait for inspiration. And I had the song demoed and recorded upstairs and i was sort of just waiting for i'm sitting here with pen and paper and nothing's coming <laughs> and i went outside and and um when i came back in it just it just came i i usually i'll sit down with a microphone and uh 
I'll start singing on top of what I've what I've come up with and recorded. Uh, and it's a lot of stream of consciousness. Like I try not to overthink things. When you start to overthink things, they all it starts to sound all the same. <laughs> um, and I, I guess uh, it's really fun to write a, a song and then figure out what it's about after the fact. And what I've found after listening to it a million times, uh, I think it's about trying to battle some kind of inner turmoil um, and relinquishing fear and allowing change to happen. Um, but then it could also be about a fake alien, alien invasion also. Um, I think they both apply and I think whatever the listener gets from it, that's ultimately what it's about. I think it's really, this whole album is about finding oneself and exploring oneself uh, to find out who we are. And sometimes you have to battle fear to find out who you are. Perfect answer. I mean, I, I can't add anything to that, but you know, all, all I know is the feeling I have when I'm performing that song. Like I, I remember playing it in the studio and um, I think it was like the second take. That was, that was the take that, that we used for the record. And, um, and I just remember we get to that last chorus and you can probably hear it, Alessandro, where it's sort of, um, it plays out. There's that sort of opening vocal hook that comes in again over the last chorus. And I am playing so hard at that point. Like, I, I can't even tell you, like, I am absolutely belting the drums. Like, and I remember I finished that take and the engineer, Jared, he just, he was just like, wow, dude, like, I think that's the one you were really feeling that he's like, did you break stuff? Is there stuff broken in there? <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I was really feeling it in the studio. It's a powerful song. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm glad so many people are, are loving it so far. Then uh Thank you so much uh, to participate uh, in this show. Uh, you guys can uh, find um, the uh, many information on uh, the transpacific.com, uh, on their Facebook, on their uh, X, on their uh, Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, uh, and uh, Los Angeles and Gold Coast as well. And um, Thank you again so much. Uh, uh, now we will listen the invaders, and uh, I'm super curious uh, about uh, your album, uh, honestly. And uh, I hope to listen uh, very soon. Thank you so Thank much, you so guys. Much. Thank you so much. Thank Bye. you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Alessandro. Bye. 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 See you. in my head It said today's the 
Let's go.